Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome on into The Point with Kristen Bart. I'm excited all of you guys are here today because this is a pre-tape show. I just want to give you guys a little bit of a transparent view of what is happening. I'm off in San Diego while you guys are watching all of this. But what is so exciting about today is that we have a three-time, and this is consecutive Emmy Award winning choreographer, Marguerite Derricks. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I have to say, and I was telling you this a little bit earlier before the show, that we could be here for five or more hours talking about your career. Thank you. It's unbelievable, extensive, exciting. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. (laughs) (laughs) And it's weird. I, I wake up and I think about it sometimes and I always feel like I'm just beginning. It's really strange. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm at the end of a journey. I always still feel like I'm at the beginning. I always like to say there's no there there. Don't, you know what I'm saying? You think you're going to get there, and then you get there. There's and no there. There's no you're there. You're right. There's no there. Isn't that it's funny? all about the journey, for sure. And you hear that saying all the time, but it truly is about the journey. Well, the journey for me lately has been binge-watching season one and two for The Marvelous Mrs. Uh, Maisel again. Yeah, that's my heartbeat, for sure. Yes, and you are not unfamiliar with Amy Sherman Palladino's work. You've worked on Gilmore Girls and Bunheads as well. That's right. This is my third outing with Amy. So you're a pro now when it comes to her writing and her style and her creative outlook. Yes. we. Um, I feel extremely connected to both Amy Sherman Palladino and her her husband, Dan Palladino. Creatively, they're probably my favorite two people in the world to work with. I love her pace of writing. It's very fast. It's witty banter. But from your end of things, did it take a, a moment or two to get the rhythm of how they work? Not really. It's, it's you know, I started with her with Bunheads, and it was just such a connection from the day one that I met mm-hmm. her. But, yes, certainly I got into Amy's world, like, you know, deeper and deeper as we went along. But, no, it was just so exciting and fun for me, like, when I met her, because that that fast writing, it's that's, that's her energy. So right. you get just caught up in that, and it's just... It's glorious. Can you tell us what's going on in her head? Because I really want to... She's so creative and imaginative. Oh, I wish I knew. Like, (laughs) it's always... Like, I can't wait to get a script and to see, like, what shenanigans they have up for me next. It's always... Because it's never the norm. Like, it's just always something that's just crazy and fun and um, challenging in ways that I've never had before, but that I just... I just get it. Like nothing scares me with them. And they're they're just you just know you're in the best hands because they are she's so meticulous about everything, just everything. So you just know it's going to be great. Which I think really is reflected in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, the colors, the art direction, the costumes, everything is just impeccable. And yeah. I, I'm imagining everyone on set wants to meet Amy's standards because she's got the vision and you guys are all there helping her along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you feel that. And especially on this particular show, you feel the excellence in the air when you come to work. And everybody is there bringing their A game. There's not anything in the show, there's not a moment in the show that's not 
treated with the utmost importance. Like there's no small, for me, there's no small bit to choreograph. There's no staging that's not important. Everything is as important as the next. And that's you feel that from everybody on this set. And there's such great respect and admiration that we all have for each other. So it's like there's a pride on the set that's really oh, lovely. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah, it's really nice. Especially where I know so many people that watch the show appreciate what the show is about and what yeah. it looks like. So when you hear that from the, a behind-the-scenes view, yeah, it makes it even more special. It's great. I remember when they first went up, because like, it wasn't long after the show aired the first time that they went to the Golden Globes and started winning. And I remember the actors on the the carpet like couldn't like say Maisel though they they didn't know what it was and it well, you know it was kind of I I was giggling watching that because I knew oh pretty soon everybody's going to know that name and it, it's what happened and, and Rachel's last name no one knew how to remember yeah no last name they were like what yeah exactly <laughs> but you I felt it from the first time I went on set like oh my god this is special. And I already knew that Amy was special and that Dan was special, but there was something really magical going on. And I was just so happy that she brought me aboard on it. That's incredible. So let's talk a little bit about season two, because that's the most recent season out, even though you've already worked on season three. Yes, I have. And she's already told me there are no spoilers to be found. No, no, (laughs) She wants to keep on working with the Paladinos. That's right. (laughs) And we are not here to get you fired today, so. Yeah, and also we want everybody to, you know, um, to see it unfold. You don't want to, like, you know, hear about things and, you know, start to get ideas of what it is like it's it's more magical when you're excited and you finally get to open the box so and i binge watch and i'm up at two in the morning going just one more episode that's what i do yeah um one thing that i want to kind of talk about and it was interesting the timing of when i went back and watched season two um it was the paris episodes and you probably know where i'm getting to the scene on the Seine, and it was right after Notre Dame had burned. It was just like two days after. Oh, wow. Um, And have you gone back and watched that scene at all? No, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Oh, my gosh. It's so poignant and beautiful uh, to watch the movement and watch the church in the background, the cathedral. It's unbelievable. Oh, I have to do that. I didn't even think about that. I know. And and from the view, too, it's it's the part that actually did burn. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was. But it was... took on a different meaning than when I watched it the first time around, which I thought was really interesting how sort of real life merged with the scripted series. Right. Um, How did that whole piece come about? So did you go to Paris? No, I was not in Paris. Yeah, that was one one place I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't go to Paris. So I unfortunately missed out on all of that. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Did they have someone then choreograph on that end? They had somebody there locally, yeah, that helped them out. Oh, my goodness, because you're like, wait a minute, I want to go to Paris. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And, yeah, I talked to Dan about it afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? That's an honest human emotion of, like, I would have liked to have been included. He said he wished that I would have been there, too, Uh, so that was nice. So when it comes to a lot of season two, then, are you – the Catskills was probably a big part of the season for you. Yeah, the Catskills and then the the bop number at the – At the telethon? At the telethon, right, yeah. But also, you know, the whole opening sequence of, it's so funny because I showed it to my son, the whole opening sequence of the first episode of the second season is staged top to bottom. That whole Barbra Streisand song that opens this, yeah, so 
I was there probably four or five different days shooting it because we shot it in different sections. Like when the girls, when she's walking outside, looking at the windows and then goes into the department store and then like mails a letter and the letter goes down to the room. And then that scene with Rachel, you know, answering phones and pushing off the walls the and the wires rolling, and the rolling chairs, were, that was all choreographed. So it was all done in one shot. So everything has to be choreographed when it's a one And Amy and Dan are like the king and queen of oneers. So, yeah. <laughs> what about the pressure on, on you for something like that? Because especially with all the chairs um, and making sure that the timing's right, it's, it's you and, of course, it's Rachel and everyone else that's in the scene to deliver on that. Yeah, I started with my assistant Kelly and I went in and um, one of the, the grips or I think that one of the set designers was there. And I made him sit in the chair, and I was pushing. I was Rachel, and I was pushing off the wall, and Kelly was grabbing and pulling me back, and then he got into it, and it became this like fun little pull back and forth, like a cat and mouse thing. And then Amy came down, and we showed it to her, and and then I brought it to Rachel and the girls. And there's nothing you can give Rachel that she can't do brilliantly. Like she always looks at it and like, you know, oh, I'm not a dancer, and then she's perfect. Has she had any movement training? I mean, I'm sure some as an actress, maybe. I, I'm not sure, but I, you know, if not, she's a complete natural. Oh. Yeah, because even in the sequence um, that we did at the Catskills, uh, it was a nine page nine pages of dialogue, and it was the initial dance, and. Um, Dan called me, we talked about it, and he said, yeah, well, I, you know, because it was a, such a long scene, he goes, she's, you know, going to go from partner to partner, mm-hmm. and he goes, I don't think this needs to be a one He goes, but I want you to create, like, really hard cuts so that, you know, when she lands with one partner, there's a hard cut to make an edit, to make it smooth and looking that way, and I'm so Paladino trained <laughs> that when I put it together with my assistants, well, we did it in one. Because you knew. Because I just, we just, that's what we do. We do it in one. Paladino trained. Yeah, and so. (laughs) You should wear a badge. (laughs) Then Rachel came down. I had 30 dancers, and I I blocked it out with, I had a a stand-in for Rachel. We blocked it out. Rachel came in and learned it and like that. And Amy and Dan came down to the rehearsal, and I showed it to them. And Amy was like, Dan was directing that episode, and Amy was on a stage. And I walked Dan through, and we got halfway through the scene and he looked at me and he goes, this is a one And I looked back and Amy was going, <laughs> got and it. we did it. We shot it in, in one take. And wow. Rachel, literally, I had her 45 minutes that day of rehearsal. Now you're talking about nine pages of dialogue and dancing with, I think, at least 10 different guys. And dancers flying around her. She's going under her legs. All of this stuff is going on. And that was a month before we shot. Then I flew back the day before to shoot it. Well, Rachel was on set and couldn't get out for rehearsal. So I did my rehearsal with the dancers and got to set the next day. So Rachel has now not seen this dance. In four weeks. In four weeks. And we're now blocking it with the Steadicam, who is our our guy, our Steadicam operator, is a genius. And we're blocking it. And, and Rachel is like, I'm like, don't worry. You got this. You got this. And of course she did. And we got it in a couple of takes. It was really brilliant. I really want people to understand, too, because a lot of times uh, people that watch the show, they're watching some of the competition shows. And there's even though it's short rehearsal time, they're getting four, six, eight-hour blocks. That's right. On a scripted show, it is totally different. 
Yes. You were saying 45 minutes, four 45 weeks minutes. ahead of time, That's and then right. you're throwing her on set four weeks later. That's exactly right. Yes, exactly right. And the same thing with most actors. Like, when you're on a TV show like this, you don't. there's no time. Especially with Rachel, she's in almost every scene. So um, I have to do my homework. And, you know, she is brilliant. So I, I'm never scared. And, you know, she. I think she's... I don't think she really is scared either. I think she kind of <laughs> always likes to do that. And then she gets, she's perfect. Like, like she's really I don't perfect. know if I can do it. Nailed and, it. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> like nails it. And she'll do nail it take after take, which blows my mind. Because there's some stuff that we do that I go like, oh, I don't know if I would do that every take. And she does. She's just, she's so good. I love so, her in the yeah. role too. Yeah. That You know, and I think that's, that's something that's really important. It's coming up in Emmy season. Um, We've had a lot of discussions um, about the differences between nominating something for a reality competition show and nominating something from a scripted show. And a lot of dance fans sometimes go, I don't understand what's happening on a scripted show. And I'm like, it's actually probably more difficult than what they're doing on a competition show. You're only seeing the technique. You're not seeing what the choreographers are doing behind the scenes, all the muscle and the work behind it. But the good news is this year, we have two categories. Yeah, I was really, really happy to see that. You know, um, it's just, it's so different. And you see multiple, like, you see this broken up in categories. Best comedic, best drama. You see all of these just broken up categories. And just to have one for choreography now just doesn't seem right. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I was really, I know it was a hard fight. And I'm really thankful to everybody out there that fought this fight. Thank you, thank Mandy you, thank Moore, you. Yeah, Barry Nedler. Yeah, um, Barry um, Nedler. Uh, thank you, Barry. Ebby, yeah. uh, Ebony yeah. Nichols That's as right. well. I, I actually am doing an article for Dance Network about this and what it means and what the differences are in the yeah. categories. But um, explain what you do behind the scenes that people aren't seeing. Because if someone watches a So You Think You Can Dance, you know that a choreographer comes up with a piece, they go in the studio, they rehearse it for four hours with the contestants, and then it winds up on stage a couple days later, you know, after some tweaking and things like that. But yours is so much different because you're working off of the page and you have to service the story. That's right. We're working off of the the page. We're we're servicing the story. We're using, especially on Maisel, you know, the, the dance is really part of this story it doesn't stop and like here's a dance and then it goes it's part of the story Mm -hmm. so you're storytelling and I know that on some of the competition shows they create their own little stories this is not out of my brain this is somebody else's brain and then you're not necessarily working with you know dancers who do all of these wow tricks you know you're like you know you're for me the wow thing on Maisel that Somebody that knows dance and knows the camera gets it. A lot of, probably a lot of the, you know, our audience doesn't realize how intricate these oneers are. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about a one camera take, nine pages of dialogue, somebody goofs one or two words up, we're back to one. If somebody goes the wrong way, we're back to one. Like it really is. It's like, high pressure. It's high pressure. And you know it's, it's it's way different, and and the time frame that we get, like you, like we just talked about, it's like I get the actor maybe for forty five minutes, and then we're on the set and we're shooting it, and they and they're now that nine pages of dialogue is takes you know that's number one importance, right? That's so, taking part of your that's, brain. That's right. Your other brain has to move, and then they also there's an awareness like that. It's very interesting on Maisel when I see a guest actor or someone come to the show 
the, the our regular cast, there's such an awareness now of always where that camera is. Mm-hmm. They know, because Amy and Dan are such artists with that camera, that they know exactly always where the camera is and how to move and how to like help to bring that movement, even in a scene that isn't choreographed. It makes me think it's why Amy and um, Daniel use same actors that we've seen in Gilmore Girls or in Bunheads. They make guest appearances. They already know how to work. They're already great actors, but they also know how to work within the Palladino system too. It, I'm sure it helps. It's I thought actually I I'm like watching Gilmore Girls again. Like it's my uh, Betty by feel good it's your show. Go-to. It's my go to yeah. show. And I was thinking about that last night because I was watching the show and seeing actors that I worked with on Bunheads and now on Maisel. And yes, it's one thing it is that we're Paladino trained, but I think it's the other thing is that Amy and Dan are such like wildly loyal people. You know, if you are good at what you do, it's like I, I'm the same way. Like if I find someone that's good at what they do, why would I go somewhere else? Right. And I think that, you know, they're really wonderful about that. What does a Marguerite Derrick's dancer look like? Now, obviously, every project has different types and things that you need. You need tall dancers, short dancers. But the ones that you hire over and over again uh, that maybe don't need the specifics of height or anything else like that, what do you look for? I look for dancers. I love trained dancers. I love dancers that take class. Yes. I, I like If I have a choice at the end of the day, if I'm down to a couple of dancers and one of them takes class and is well-trained, and the other one could be as good as a dancer and performer as that person, I'll go for the one that's still taking class. I feel like it's such a privilege for us to do what we do. And when I see um, dancers like start to work and get lazy on that, it, it's, it's, it just makes me sad because I, I still work hard every day at what I do. So I love a well-trained dancer and well-versed, like mm-hmm. that can, you know, that I know that, you know, because on Maisel, it's all different kinds of styles and, you know, we're coming up with even more. It's that I want somebody that can do just about everything. Mm-hmm. And um, the work ethic is important to me. People that, like, you know, come in as excited for the first day of work as they did showed me at an audition. That's right. That really wants to be there. That feels like how I feel, like it's an honor to be doing this. Rehearsal it, etiquette matters. Yeah, it's, it really does. It matters to me. I, I'm never late. I'm always early. I'm always prepared. People know that I work really hard at the beginning, and when it's done, whew, it's done. So <laughs> our rehearsal could be two hours long, but that two hours is intense. Mm-hmm. I like to get the work done, see it, and then I don't beat people up with it. So I like a dancer that comes in prepared and ready to work and that is happy to be there. Um, and, you know, for me, it's not about heights. It's not about size it's not about color it's uh, you know whoever's right you know and I always explain that at an audition like I'm always very clear like if I cut somebody I try to tell them why and I'll be very specific what I'm looking for at that time so there's it's a the type is for whatever I need that day really but I'm just good etiquette Great training and and nice being nice people. So I like to have fun when I work. Nice goes really really yeah, far. Yeah, it does in this go industry. really far. Yeah, like Amy is hilarious on set. She her wit is not just on the pages. Her wit is all over the set when we're shooting, and it's such a like she's giving a gift to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it's just really fun to be around her working. I never see her. She's never 
like screaming. She's not like getting like attitude with people. They run a really wonderful set. Oh, and that's, that's good to hear. And I like that when I'm working as well. And we say it starts from the top, works its way Absol- down. Absolutely. Leadership. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's no leadership training when it comes to the arts normally. I guess if you go into arts administration, that's one thing, but that's a managerial side. But for directors and producers and writers, when you're running a show, choreographers, yeah. um, your leadership skills actually matter, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If I'm acting a certain way, then my dancers will do the same thing so yeah really important yeah uh so you have to be submitting these to the emmys (laughs) for nomination i hope for mazel oh my god yeah i mean you know mazel did that for me like they're the amazon is just so supportive and yeah so they put it together but they um had me a part of you know choosing and can you disclose what you selected i'm sure i I did and it's it's funny because i then i you know i um i there's three pieces that i selected um the first piece, I, I I wasn't sure if people would get it, but it's 50 seconds long, and I thought, well, if they can't sit through 50 seconds of wonderful dialogue of Amy Sherman Palladino, then, well, whatever. <laughs> so it, it starts with the, the, the sequence with Rage, Rachel and the... Um, the phones. The phones the- with the rolling chairs. And when I showed it to my son, he goes, oh, I wouldn't have even known a choreographer worked on that. And I was like, but anyway. Um, I think they'll get it in the TV Academy. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and then the next piece is um, the initial dance, which is the nine pages of all-in-one camera shot. And, you know, I, to me that, you know, there's a lot of great dancing going on in that scene. But I think that the the the, the pas de deux between the camera and the action of the dance is really what it's like, what is the... The star you of see that. the technique of that, yeah, actually. for sure. And then I end it with the bop, which everybody really, you know, it's 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 one great fun number where it's just the dancers where I got to just go crazy with it, and um, it's silly and fun. And so those are the three pieces. And you restaged the third piece at the Paley Fest. At the Paley Fest, yeah, yeah. the Dolby Theater. Yeah, and they really they received it really well. It was so fun. great. Yeah. And I'm just bringing it to life for all of the TV viewers, which yeah. is uh, such a special thing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear because. I'm going to throw this out there, and you're going to go, no, no, no. You're going to get a nomination. I'm just going to say it. I'll say it. I, w- I think that, thank you. I, I take your, that's a blessing in the universe. So it. I'm going to I'm gonna take we'll the, put it that positive. There. Take it. Put it out there. <laughs> take that sparkle. No, I really do. Thank I you. feel like, and, and with these two categories, it, it matters so much. Uh, it matters for the dance industry and, and that there's so much growth and that the TV Academy recognizes that too. Yeah, so. I, yeah I'm, once again, I'm just very thankful that they allowed us to have um, two separate categories. I think it's wonderful. I know. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. You also worked on Glow season two, correct? I did. Uh, yeah. That's a, um, and three. And I just finished three. So, uh, and you can't yeah. tell us anything I, on I that. I can't tell you about that either. No, that's coming out, I think, Vegas. in June. They're in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Uh, that's another one of my shows. It's really, I was so excited because yeah. I'm like, these are my shows. and that, That's on Netflix, of course. But yeah. Um, that has to be a lot of fun because that's like a throwback to the 80s. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's my jam. It's that's your- what I was dancing. <laughs> but yeah. that's fun, though. It is so much fun. And the girls of Glow are just delicious. And they're wild and crazy. It's like when I go, when I know I have a rehearsal for Glow, I make sure I eat well. It's, a, it's just because they're just, they're, the energy in the room and they're all they're athletic. Athletic. And-, and they're like, Almost like little kids sometimes, just trying to quiet them down and get the, the, all of their attention at one time. But they're wonderful, and they're just—it's—it's it's such a blast to work with them. I interviewed a lot of the cast at the Screen Actors Guild Awards oh, on nice. the red carpet, and 
they their energy honestly is exactly how you describe it. We had a couple of really wild interviews, and yeah. I was like, "Holy cow, this is awesome!" Because yeah. it really is glow, like come to life. Oh yeah, they are. I mean, we shot a scene, and I they were climbing on things on the walls, like <laughs> they were like all over the place, and it's like trying to rattle cats to get them together to shoot it, like shoot the next. Set up, yeah. And in true 80s fashion, they do some music videos, uh, right? And yeah. so that's got to be kind of fun to sort of incorporate what was the 80s yeah. in high fashion right here yeah. uh, into the series. Yeah, no, it, it was really fun doing that. Um, makeover. Yes! <laughs> Make- yeah, Which is fun. on YouTube if you guys want to go and see yeah. it. Cause it's, and it's got that... I, I don't know what it is, but it's that weird lighting. Everything was like red and yeah. green and yeah. bright and colorful like the 80s were. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a fun show. Is it um, also a similar pace in terms of like short rehearsal time, everyone's working, or is it a little bit better? Oh, yeah. And with, with that, it's like, you know, some girls come in at one point and then another, another point. Like, a lot yeah, of them. It's because they're working. Like, they're literally, they're coming from work and... Yeah, so it's 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 never okay. I got everybody here. Let's go. It's like okay, three of them are here. Oh, two more just came in. Oh, she's got to leave. Oh, she's coming in. So it's never like when it, you're working with dancers, they have to be there at a certain time. Like you control the room. Right. It's there's a little bit. I have to release that control freak in me. Has to be you let gotta go. go with the. Flow, I got to go with the flow. It. But it's always I, it's fun. I know what it is. I go in and it's just fun. And the girls are just. They're so sweet. They're all big fans of Showgirls. So when I walked in, I was a queen to them, which was so sweet. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk Showgirls. <laughs> let's talk Showgirls. Um, yeah, uh, I'm old enough to have seen it in a theater. So um, and, and you know, I was when I was on tour every morning. I watched. Um, Saved by the Bell. So Elizabeth Berkeley, I, I loved her. Yeah. I had a, a, a huge familiarity with her. And, you know, and she goes out and does Showgirls. And what I think is really interesting here in 2019, there's two documentaries about this right now. Yeah, I know. They were trying to make one. Did uh, Yeah. Yeah. So one went to the Tribeca Film Festival just a month ago. I know. Oh. Shocked. So it's called Finding Nomi. And I think... Oh. I, I think... Is that correct? Wow. Um, you don't know me. You, oh. don't, you don't know me. But a play oh on God. her. On, and it's, it's, a, it's a look at the character and how the movie was viewed back then and how the character is viewed in 2019. They're two completely different things. That's right. Um, That's right. And the other one which is coming out in 2020, focuses more on the dancers and the dancing. Did you participate I in I did. I participated in that. They just got the funding for the, it. The, 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 the Fall and Rise of Showgirls. That's I think, correct. Which is such a brilliant... I, I love the title of it because it really was... It was the Fall and Rise. It was the Fall and Rise. I remember making the movie. It was my first big film. <laughs> in fact, I couldn't get in right away to see Showgirls because I, I didn't have a feature under my belt. And wow. I had a teen company at Tremaine Studio at the time, and my agent, Julie McDonald, called me and said, hey, Ivan Reitman, his daughter's bat mitzvah, they want a choreographer. And Ivan Reitman's, you know, this big film director. And I'm like, sure. You know, I think Vince Patterson turned it down. And so I said, yeah, I'll work with Ivan Reitman's daughter. So I had my all my teen company come in and make her look like a superstar. Mm-hmm. And then, then um, Ivan was so thrilled. The next day, he let me choreograph a piece with Emma Thompson and Arnold Schwarzenegger for the movie Junior. Oh, my gosh. And so my agent then called Paul Verhoeven's office 
because they didn't, wouldn't see me for Showgirls, and said, oh, by the way, Marguerite just finished working with Ivan Reitman. And they took a meeting with me, and it was between me and Vince Patterson, and I got it. And Vince was so sweet, he called, and he, like, he congratulated me. And I said, well, thank you for turning down Ivan Reitman's daughter's bat mitzvah, because that's why I got the movie. I mean, yeah, oh it, all, it, it was just so weird how it all came, too. But, yeah, so it, that was my first big film. And, you know, everybody, you know, he, Paul had just done Basic Instinct. We were all going to be these big stars. Our careers were going to explode. This movie was huge. And I, I think um, if, if you weren't alive or you were a baby at the time, this the buzz on this film was unbelievable. And it was NC-17, which we don't rarely see. No. We rarely see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so then that big buzz, deal. it was so big. Then when the movie came out, the buzz turned sour. And then, like, I was at the time shooting striptease with Demi Moore. <laughs> and so... You're the naked choreographer. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, and that's what the buzz, and that's what the talk was. Oh, she ruined her career. She's going to be the striptease choreographer. And then along came Mike Myers... And he asked me to do Austin Powers, and there was a scene in Austin, the first Austin Powers, where um, Mike does a, a strip tease for the Fembots. And I did all the same moves I gave Elizabeth and Demi Moore, and I made fun of myself, and Mike, that's what changed my life. So Austin Powers saved my career. Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah. Did Mike Myers, like, was he aware that you had done strip tease in uh, Showgirls? No, what happened was, is, um, uh, uh, the sisters that produced, um, the Todd sisters produced, were uh, Demi's friends, and they produced... A striptease? Striptease. Yep. No, they produced Austin Powers. And they, I used to work out with Demi, and I had this, like, six-pack stomach. And so they said, we want you to be in this movie, Austin Powers. We want to shoot projection off your stomach. And they <laughs> sent me the script, and I read the script, and I said... I don't want to be in it. I want to choreograph it. Right. And they didn't have, it was a low-budget film. The first film was a low-budget oh film. Gosh. They didn't have a choreographer on, but Jay Roach, and I said, I, will you tell them I want to choreograph it? And it was Jay Roach's first film. And I went and I had a meeting with Jay and Mike, and I first went to Mike to Mike's trailer, and we started talking dance. And everything I said, he pointed up, and he had the the DVD of that, or the VHS maybe it was back then, of the movies I was talking about. So we had a love of Fosse, we had a love of oh. dance. And so we connected, and I I think I did the the movie for very little money, um, and I was just there just helping them out, and brought my teen company in to do the opening sequence. Da -na -na -na, that opening sequence? Yes. My teen company, Mike came on a Sunday with this cup, cup of coffee, and I put them in with my teen company, and they're the ones who are dancing in the movie. And then... Like, it exploded, and then we went on to do two more. But, yeah, I was supposed to be in the film. Yeah, but... And, I, and you know, it's also interesting uh, what perception is in this town. Uh, you know, perception of, like, her career is over because yeah. she did Showgirls. I mean, I think it legitimately affected Elizabeth Berkeley, unfortunately, uh, for many years. But um, did you guys know when you were filming it at all? Did it feel like this might not be as hot a movie as everyone's saying, or it felt hot every single day you were yeah, there. No, we, we looked, I, I'm, we looked at Paul like he was our king. Yeah. And, um, I'll have to say I've, you know, since then I've looked at the film, it's shot so beautifully. Mm -hmm. He was, he was a king and in many ways he taught me so much. I learned everything I needed to learn on that film. Nothing ever rattled my cage after that film. My eye twitched for two months on that film. Paul would film my rehearsals, and then I would be, I'd have to go up and sit and go frame by frame by frame by frame 
and look at my choreography. And then he would make me uh, the, the volcano number. Yes. He did that. And then he made me change the whole thing. And then I brought a second version. And then frame by frame by frame by frame. And he goes, one more. I did another version. He goes, go back to the first one. That was the best. And he goes, always go through the alphabet. Don't just... Like, he was always... I felt like he was teaching me constantly. Right. And there was something I told somebody today that he told me was, a strong man will collaborate. It's the weak man that thinks he can do everything by himself. Mm -hmm. Like, he was always teaching me. And I look at the film, and it was beautiful. It just was... People weren't ready for that. Like they were they, not. It just You know, and yeah, it was like uh, stuff was over the top. And I, I, I think everybody kind of did what Paul told them to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I felt bad for Elizabeth because she was, we all were trusting him. And I, I still believe in everything that I did for him. And I would love to work with him again. I really think he's an extremely talented man. And his movies are beautiful. I just watched... Um, not RoboCop. One of the maybe it was RoboCop, and it's just like he's a really good filmmaker. Yeah, it's just that yeah. that one film. You know, people dump on it, and it's, it's but here it is, twenty five years later. And guess what? Guess what? Yeah, full circle. We're yeah. back around, That's and right. you've got documentaries coming out. That's right. People, it's a they, midnight movie all the time. They, lo- they they love it. So there's if you look at it the right way, you know, my grandmother loved it back when it first came out and she said it's a good story that's what I remember my, I said if Nan likes it I'm good I mean it, it was the memes before memes were actually that's a right. thing I mean yeah. there's nothing better than Gina Gershon like you know being thrown down the staircase because yes. Elizabeth Brooks oh, yeah. are understudy and that's you, right I mean it's that old tale as old as time but it's camp I wish I wish our phones would have been active back in the, that day you should have seen the, the thing about Paul that I love, like all of those people had to come in and audition for me. Every actor that came up, like I now do projects where they they hire the actors and then I work with them. Mm-hmm. On Showgirls, they had to all come through me. And then I would give my grade to Paul of what I thought about them. Ooh. And um, I had them come in first with something that they wanted to do. And then I gave them choreography. You should have seen some of the stuff that I saw. <laughs> I <laughs> wish I had. Oh my god! Dance. Oh yeah! Oh my god! I, Gina came in with a whip and a cowboy hat and, and an Elvis song. That yeah. seems so Gina yeah. to me. It was very Gina. Yeah, and, and it's very she, on brand. And you know what? She actually ended up being an excellent dancer. She was clean. Gina was a very clean, precise mm. dancer. I really enjoyed working with her. You have a lot of dancers that are very well known now that were a part That's of that right. show. Carrie Anaba. Carrie Anaba, who was one of my best friends. Yeah, yep. she was one of my dancers. Lindsley Allen was a pussycat That's doll. That's right. Tice Diorio. That's right. Yep. Um, gosh, so Kevin, many. Um, Kevin Stay. Kevin Stay, who yep. is in everything. That's right. Between, like, I feel like 1990 and, yeah. and now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a wonderful cast. And, you know, we... Everybody came. Everybody wanted that job, you know. And, um, yeah, we saw a lot of beautiful dancers, but the cast was fabulous. Well, I'm looking forward to that 2020 documentary. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, Yeah, because I just, I love how it focuses in on the dance and the choreography aspect of it. Because it's it's a really important component to the show. Yeah, it really is. Movie. Movie show. I mean, but it's a show within a movie, so... Yeah. That's exciting. Thank I you. mean, but it's going to be interesting just living it out all these years later, just thinking, well, look where we are. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> look where we are. Look where we are. You know, and it's just, for me, it's um, it's a reminder. Um, you know, I have a movie that just came out, Palms, this past weekend, and it wasn't uh, the, the, I was texting with the lovely director of the film, and, you know, the reviews weren't great, and, like, 
Honey, that stuff just bounced off my chest. I've been through... After Showgirls, I don't... Like, whatever. The the skin is this thick. Sticks and stones, baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like you have to just, like, commit yourself to who you are and what you do. And then it is what it is. It's out there. But, you know, with Showgirls, it's like we... It was painful. That was very painful for me. That was supposed to be, you know... But everything it was supposed to be... Look where I am. It's exactly where I wanted to be because of it. And it was my first one. That's right. Yeah. And I'd just be like, do you want me to line up my Emmys for oh. you? <laughs> just all three oh of them. God. Oh, actually. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 97, 98, 99. You're the only one that has won three Emmys consecutively. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I was then nominated the fourth year. And it was like, you know, I... I thought, oh, I should go up. Oh, I didn't go up. What do you mean I didn't win? I win these all the time. You know, it really, but it was, I, you know, the first time, the first one was a shock. And then, you know, um, they all, it was all like work that I am so compassionate about. The first one, Third Rock from the Sun, Third Rock from the Sun, yeah. Yeah. And then Fame LA. Fame LA. And then Goodwill Games. Goodwill Games. Yeah, the Goodwill Games was really special for me. Yeah. That was in New York City. We filmed that, yeah, in front of the the World Trade Center. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and it was on a stage with a 90-piece orchestra on stage. I had... 15 dancers from L.A., 15 from New York. I, like, brought the coast together. Merged. <laughs> and Yeah, merged them. And it was a 15-minute dance piece that Frank Wildhorn wrote for me called The New York Suite. And it was the, the most incredible. It, I, it was, I lived out my, my, my concert fantasy dreams of having, like, a, a like really, like, choreographing ballet there was a jazz piece there was a tap piece it was yeah it was really like a a big salsa piece that's kind of a luxury now being able to choreograph a 15 minute piece for something like the goodwill games that's so rare so everything yeah it's it's so different now yeah it is so rare but i feel like what i'm doing working with amy is so rare (laughs) i I think i get that rare you've had lots of good moments like that yeah for sure who were the mentors for you um throughout your career both dancing and and choreography Debbie Allen, Debbie Allen, Debbie Allen. Miss Allen. Yeah, Miss Allen is my, um, she's my girl. Yeah, she gave me my first job as a dancer. What was your first job? Yeah, I was living in New York, um, really like, I was a great dancer, but I couldn't sing. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to, first I moved there to be a ballet dancer. I'm five foot three and a half. Um, so that didn't work out, and then I wanted to like try out for Broadway. Ba 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 ba. That didn't work out. <laughs> and then one day, a friend of mine called me. I think I was living there for a year and a half, and I was just like, like, oh my god, like, what's what am I like? How, like, I knew I was going to make it, but I it was like, how is this going to? It's not work? happening here. No, how is it? Cause, how is this going to happen? I knew it would. And my friend called me and said, hey, Debbie needs one girl for Fame. She's having an audition at Minskoff Theaters tomorrow. Be there at 10 a.m. And I went there, and there were like 85 girls in the room. It was a private call. It wasn't an open call. Mm-hmm. And I danced my for my life. And um, she said, made us all go wash our makeup off. Then she said, okay, I know who I want. 
and I was walking home. I was living in Hell's Kitchen at the time, and which I, was not Hell's Kitchen the way oh, it is now. No, thank you for saying that because I always say like you guys don't. And everyone's know. like, "You're in your million dollar house." Oh no, no, you're no, not. no, no, no. Yes, no. Hell's Kitchen was way different. And the phone was ringing, and I walked through the door, and it was Debbie on the phone, and she goes, "Oh, Marguerite, I'm so sorry. I wanted to call and tell you you got the job." Ah. And I, I swear to God, I hung up the phone. Maurice and Gregory Hines were really good friends of mine and sophisticated ladies. It was on Broadway. Way. I ran down the street to their theater and opened up the stage door and just screamed. Aww. And he already knew. Like, Debbie had already, because she called and told Maurice Hines, she told Frank Hatchett, who was alive at the time, oh. called and thanked them for me. And, um, yeah, and then, like, a week later, I was dancing, doing those PK turns around Rockefeller Center. And then I moved to L.A., and I was like, I'm a New Yorker. I'm going to be gone for eight months. I'm coming back. And that was like... Never, never look back. Yeah. I go back to work, but yeah. Yeah, but not you're not yeah. living there in Hell's Kitchen anymore. No, I'm not in Hell's Kitchen anymore. <laughs> um, so you're, if we go and look at that PK turn sequence around the fountain, is that you? I'm the only blonde, yes. You'll see me. <laughs> so great. Yeah. yeah, so Debbie Allen was like, for me, she was um, a, like someone to look at, like a female, a strong female. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a choreographer, I, I was there when she did her first directing job. She was an actress. like, And I still look at Debbie to this day. Like, everything, she's executive producer on Grey's Anatomy. She's always doing so much. Mm-hmm. So I still look up to her. She's still my big sister guiding me. And I a successful dance school. Everything, yeah, yeah. And I go to her school and I teach for her. Like, I just, yeah, I really love her. She did so much for me. Just, just still does like just watching her so um a- so she's number one amy sherman palladino has been my just i've learned so much from her as far mm-hmm. as even though i had done a lot of films and tv shows i've really learned about um that pot of dough with the camera even though i won an emmy the third rock from the sun was all in one take my gap commercial that became this overnight sensation was uh-huh. all in one take but with Amy now, the understanding I have, like, it's just she sharpened my tools. Like, she really sharpened my tools. And I, I look at everything differently now. And then the unseen inspiration for me was Agnes DeMille. Oh. She was my, she, I, like, I always, stud, I always go back and study, you know, the greats from the past. And Agnes DeMille, I loved her work, but I remember being in Hell's Kitchen with the, TV with the wire hanger to get the reception <laughs> in bed. Like, what I watched a, a documentary on her, and I it changed my life. Mm-hmm. It changed my life, and I, I it gave me so much. Like I've always believed in myself, but it it, it just it 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 blew that up. Like yeah. so much confidence. I think it's incredible, though, from a documentary. Yeah, no, it was the most. It was so. Her life story was so incredible, and she was working with all of the men. That's right. Way before uh, you know, all yeah. the women were really allowed to choreograph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Dream Laurie Ballet. Oh yeah, no, it's just <sighs> in Oklahoma. Yeah. Unbelievable. She was so so inventive and just ahead of her time. And yeah, she wanted to be a dancer, but she was completely turned in, and so she turned to choreography. Thank God, because uh, she was pretty incredible she was a pioneer yeah you know it's interesting too i've had so many people sit in the seat and say debbie allen debbie allen debbie allen chloe arnold yeah even nia sue from dance mom she's like she is still she's yeah mentoring so many women in the industry that's right and we and and like 
just watch her. She's never going to stop. And, until she's ready to fly to heaven, that woman is never going to stop. And I think what I love is that she is one of those people like looking behind her, grabbing a hand, pulling That's it up. Right. She's a great example of that. When Chloe was nominated last year for uh, an Emmy, she gave a party for her and made this great speech. And it was somewhere it wound up on Twitter or Instagram or something. And I was bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so moved yeah. by um, what the doors that she's opened for so many women? Yeah, she's a very special woman. Yeah, yeah, very she's special really, woman. really incredible. Yeah. Um, that Gap ad um, was yours. The khakis, the khakis, the khakis. Yeah. The, for people that don't, they're still floating out there on YouTube. Yeah. They're hard to find, yeah. but they're they're there. I found it recently. Yes, yeah, that was a f- so much fun. Just so much fun. It was a sensation. It was a sensation. I mean, I became literally that is the biggest thing that escalated my career mm-hmm. now when I did the that campaign I already had won Emmys I had already done Austin Powers and all of these I already did all of this work but that ad like made me like little famous for a minute. I was flying to talk to Diane Sawyer and I was in like New York Times and like uh, like a TV guy. Like I like they had to get me a a PR person. It was crazy. Everybody knows the gap from that gap commercial. Yeah. And the, the fun thing was it was all in one steady cam moving back. We rode the camera and um we got it the first take. No. We got it in the first take and everybody kind of we all looked at each other. And we're like, we can't wrap now. So we just kept shooting to lunch because it was just. But they, it was the first take we got in the used. first take. Unbelievable. And it was just, the, it was just like those doors opening to. It was Kevin Stay and I two girls. I was just going to say Kevin Stay. It was Kevin Stay and two girls. <laughs> and then the people just kept popping up from below and jumping in. It was so much fun. It was just so much fun. But we got it on the first take. That's and that kind was of crazy. unheard of. Yeah, it's unheard of. No, and everybody, we, we couldn't stop because we're like, you at least need to do one more for yeah, safety, yeah. and then you're thinking, yeah. this and then is we were so just early. having fun. Let's just keep going. <laughs> do it. Let's see if we get yeah. something better. Um, there are going to be so many um, interviews and articles. I'm going to have to link for this particular episode because you are like a treasure trove of, of people I've interviewed and things like that. Because oh, this is great. I mean, yeah, Kevin. If you guys um, haven't seen my interview with him, he also Truth or Dare with Madonna. I think yeah. that's where. And oh, yeah. then they did. The follow-up documentary. The documentary was beautiful. So well done. Yes, so well done. I I really was proud of them. And, you know, I'm grateful that they were able to expose themselves like that. Like, you know, letting us see so much of, you know, their pain as as well as the glory. You know, everybody goes through stuff and they rise again. Kevin's doing great. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's really. Um, yeah, when I interviewed Julie McDonald from MSA, and she was, yeah. she literally said, I don't think anyone's worked more in the industry than Kevin as yeah. a dancer. Yeah. She said, was one of her most successful clients. I gave him his first job. You did? Yeah, he, my ASICs was, um, he was one of my ASICs dancers. We used to do those, I don't know if you remember. Like industrial. Industrial, yes. yes. Well, all those industrials, we were making many Broadway shows. Lots and every of money. dancer in the city would be at those special industrials. It was like a, a like everybody in the the world was was there. I I did one for Canon way back in the day. Yeah. I made so much money. I was like, my yeah. rent is paid for a really long time. Yeah, no, they were fun. <laughs> they need to come back. Honestly, I think so. It's kind of I feel like yeah. Asics brought me back. Um, I think maybe. 10 years ago, like, and it had been a long gap before doing something. Yeah. And I did a special thing for them. Um, yeah, because they, they were like, they were my, that was my 
those are the people I worked with. Yeah, that, yeah, but that was a great way for dancers to kind of steady income. Oh my god! And I'm not yeah. sure why they went away. I know styles yeah. and things and trends change, yeah. but I think budgets. I think a lot of stuff yeah, is budgets true. these days, which is kind of sad. We're the icing on the cake. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, what haven't you done that is still your dream project? I really, um, you know, with Amy, I on Bunheads, I got to explore a bit of the ballet world. I would love to do some more concert dance. Mm. I want to do a big, um, you know, I, with Amy, I would love to do a big um, movie musical. Yeah, I really would love Please to Please let do, that happen. Yeah, I, I would like to do one of the live musicals that they do on, um, you know, on, on TV. Mm-hmm. I, would, I still haven't done one of those. I would love to do that. I still love choreography. I would love to possibly direct a dance, like a dance movie it would have to be like i i don't know that uh, i know that that's where i would want to start with something like that but as a choreographer i think um definitely a big uh, a big movie musical a, a live for a live musical on tv because i think that that's got to be like ah you know the, like, anxiety, the anxiety and the excitement, yeah, and excitement all, at once. all at once for sure and um i would love to work with a, a contemporary company like a ballet company or alvin ailey something like that oh yeah that's and good choreograph like a really um you know, a classic piece. Big, beautiful classic piece yeah. and then do it like Lincoln Center or someplace yeah. great. Someplace epic. Yeah. Or or not. Or just to work with those beautiful dancers. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. The, I'll tell you the Ailey technique is kind of unbelievable. Oh They're beautiful. And it, it, it doesn't get it doesn't get watered down. Like I find you know the Balanchine technique has gotten watered down over the years. Yeah. I feel like the Ailey technique is still as strong as it was yeah. forty years ago. Yeah, when I did Goodwill Games, Judith uh, Jameson let me mm-hmm. go in and I because I I did another number besides the New York Suite, the opening, and I used a lot of the Ailey, the the dancers in the school. So I had a lot of them in. And then when I won that Emmy, um, Judith and I both won that night, and she went and got her Emmy first. Mm -hmm. And then I went after her, and I, like, I couldn't believe I was standing in the same spot as Judith Jameson, and we were both winning Emmys the same night. Like, I, I was just... I, I think I cried for that, I and then too. I cried because I looked in the audience, and Debbie Allen was sitting there because she was up for the Emmy as well. And I always had this dream that I would be able that I was on a stage thanking Debbie for everything she's done for me. And that night, that my dream came true. So there I was, standing in the same spot that Judith Jameson just left, and then I got to tell my mentor how much I loved her and appreciated her, and thanked her for that I was there because of her. I would have been ugly crying all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if anyone doesn't know, Judith Jameson was the artistic director of Alvin Ailey after Ailey died. Yeah. She took over and was an incredible force to reckon oh with. Oh my God, yeah. And She's I, missed. And, oh yeah, and I I used to sneak in and watch her in uh, Sophisticated Ladies on Broadway. Uh. And when she <laughs> walked and just did a port-a-bra, like it was, uh, you gagged. <laughs> Go and yeah. watch Revelations yeah. with Judith Jameson in it and you will see what we are talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because for sure. that's his kind of signature piece. And yes. she was the star. Yeah. The star. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. My pleasure. This was a blast. Well, thank you for doing this and giving voice to our, the dance community. It's really lovely. Of course. And yeah. please come back because there's 20 more projects we can talk about. I would love to. You have so many things. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of amazing because I feel like you've you've had this incredible career over decades. And I think that's really important showing the longevity we can all have.
of in this industry. That's right. Continually growing and and following this whole journey. That's right. So I'm going to see you um, at Emmys. Oh, yes, at the Creative Arts Emmys, and I will see you at the uh, nominees reception. I'm just putting it out there because I just feel like it's happening. (laughs) You're my girl. (laughs) She's like, you're my new best friend. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, So if people want to follow you on social media, where's the best place to check you out? Uh, Probably Instagram. Just uh, Marguerite Derricks. Yep. Easy enough to find you. Yeah, easy enough to find me. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming this week. Thank you. You guys, we will be back next week with another fantastic episode. We want to thank Popcorn Talk and Dance Network for producing this show for us. And, of course, for all of your dance news, check out dancenetwork.tv. We'll see you all next week. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.